0: Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a good day. Don't forget, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And today's episode is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. A ton to get to. Amazing assortment of headlines, okay? And I kind of sounded like this. It sounds like Casey Kasem. And the letter reads, Dear Casey, my name is Bob and I'm a big-time fan. If you could please play Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham, that would really make my day. You see, blah, 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 depressing, depressing, depressing. Anyway, Casey, if you could play that, that'd be great. Well, Bob, thanks for your depressing request. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. (laughs) My dog died. Could you play a song, please? Yes. No. No. Uh, I used to do that Casey Kasem de Huff or whatever on everything. Every character I do or used to do, uh, it it just has my name at the end. Like my last name's at the end. Like Connery DeHuff, Cowboy DeHuff, Mama DeHuff. Very creative. I got to be honest. Where we come up with these names, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it just reminds me of back in the day when I, I used to do Casey huff it was the all request Tuesday and we get people to write in submit their their rejoin music is basically what we do every time that we come back from a commercial break I would have a song request kind of breaking up the monotony of everyday sports talk because sports talk gets fucking boring as shit as you guys may know you're talking about the same shit over and over again for the most part there's a lot of downtime and and when uh what we would do is just i you like i said you would email in or text in a request i would take it i'd probably modify it try to make it a little bit funnier still give you credit mm-hmm. you're welcome you're welcome i don't know how many times i got super depressing requests and i joked about it earlier about like say my dog dad could you please play a song that happened a lot. Be like, oh, my God, you're missing the point. It's supposed to be funny and entertaining. My dog died. He's my best friend for 14 years. Next thing you know, he got run over by a tractor. Anyway, could you please play Taylor Swift, my hero, or anti-hero, whatever it is? Thanks. <laughs> and be like, whoa. obviously, that's a newer song, so. Uh yeah, but anyway, I thought that was funny. Just reminded me of it. Listen, I go squirrel. Okay. If you ever listened to me when I was on with Schlereth and Evans, Mark Schlereth is the king of Squirrel. Amazing. Does a great job with it. But he and I are very similar with that. It's like it, we have a hard time staying on track. Okay. It's it's a it's a curse and a gift, okay? You're welcome. Uh yesterday was Father's Day. And I had a very good time. It was really neat. wasn't anything too fancy. The day prior, my wife and kids gave me the Father's Day gifts, gave it to me a a day in advance. They got me a flat grill insert, kind of like a griddle, that you can put on your actual grill. And that way you don't have to spend all that money on getting a whole new, you know, a new uh platform whatever a new grill you don't need to get a whole new grill you can just get the insert so that's what they did so that way i can just put it on there and i actually used it the first night they also got me a bunch of assorted tools for a flat grill which is awesome really cool stuff so i i busted it out tried it out the first night made some really nice pork chops i wasn't sure how it was gonna go but it gave it a nice sear all the way around. And I'm used to grill marks, so it was really interesting to see how it's done on a flat grill or griddle, whatever you want to call it. So it was really neat, Came- turned out fantastic. The next day we had my father-in-law and his wife come over and we bought steaks and they brought steaks over from Costco. If you ever get a steak from Costco or any type of meat from Costco, it, it, it's absurdly large. It's it's borderline disgusting yet delicious, because <laughs> if you go to the regular supermarket and get a thing of steaks, they're about half the the thickness. So my wife and my father in law made trips to to Costco to get steaks for yesterday. And it was so freaking good when all said and done. That being said, for whatever reason, I guess I shouldn't say for whatever reason, the reason why I'm not comfortable grilling steaks is because I don't do it that often. And when I did do it often, it was when I worked at Chipotle. And honestly, those things are super tiny, super tiny. And they're made that way so it's quick and easy for the person working the grill to throw some steak on and then get it to the line quickly. It, it, I want to say it's roughly five to six minutes of cook time. Then you got to let it rest, which you should be doing if you don't do all your meats, you should let rest. And then after you cook them and then you cut it up and it, it's good to go. So it's roughly, it's usually you rest it for like, what well, I want to say 10 minutes ish. So 16 minutes, roughly all from start to finish. But anyway, so I'm not real comfortable doing it. And especially when you throw in these big ass steaks. Big ass steaks. So I, my wife seasoned the, the hell out of them. And freaking the best seasoned steak I've ever had. She used, uh, what is it, kosher salt. So the thicker salt. Pepper. And I want to say she used a little bit of garlic powder. Whatever it was. Beautiful. Beautiful job. Amazing. So... Everybody got medium, because that's all I know how to cook. It's roughly medium or medium rare. Nobody complained, except for one person. One person's like, can I get it, like, well? And I'm like, okay. I won't say your name, Rachel, but I did it, okay? So I had to slap it back on the grill and, and really just borderline burn it. But she, she ate it. All I know is at the end of the day, everybody ate everything on their plate, and that's a win, right? And everybody said it was good. I'll assume they're telling the truth. I enjoyed it. It was really nice. It was really good. But it was a good time. Hopefully, you had a good Father's Day, whether it was just a relaxing day for you or if you were able to spend some time with your family. That's not always a relaxing thing. I get it. But hopefully, you had a good day. Hopefully, you had a good weekend. I do want to bring this up before we move on to headlines because it just drives me freaking mad. Do you ever talk to somebody on the phone or even face-to-face and they're just talking way too fast and you have no idea what they're saying? And then especially when you go, I'm sorry, what did you say? And then they continue at the exact same pace. And I tell this to my kids and and I say this. is like, if somebody says, "I'm sorry, what did you say?" you repeat it a little bit slower and a little bit clearer. Okay? Cuz obviously your your pattern is way too fast or they they're just not able to latch on. And they're learning that and there's my daughter's really quick to go, "Okay, okay, yeah, I got it." And she'll correct herself. I was talking to somebody at King Super's and they had a an issue with their computer system and we do the quick order or whatever and where you order online then you just go and pick it up and they were having an issue with their computer so they had to call me and say hey it's not going to be ready for like another 4 hours or something like that but the way she was talking was insane she's like and i'm like i don't know what you're saying and then, and then at one point, she's like, she says, "I could hear times." She's like, "It was supposed to be 9, Then maybe later, a little bit later, like I, I, was like, "I'm sorry, I don't know what you just said." And then she, she just restarts same pace, and I'm like, "I don't know what she said," so I'm like, "Okay, I can probably pick pick it up after after 11. And then you just hear, "Okay, cool, he'll be ready." Then I could understand that. It drives me nuts, especially when you go into uh, an order situation. People do that all the time at cash registers, wherever you're at, whether you're at the bank or you're at a restaurant, wherever. You're so used to what your spiel is, and it makes sense to you. You're not thinking about how it sounds to the customer, and it drives me fucking nuts. Stop. Stop. Slow the fuck down. And I, I get it. I've been there. As somebody that used to work in customer service, I'm, I guarantee you I did that more often than I, than I ever could imagine. And it's got to be frustrating for the people that I interacted with, whether you're not speaking loud enough, clear enough, or slow enough. So if you're in customer service, take my advice. Every now and then, think about how you're speaking to the customers because there's way too many times where they're just sitting there looking at you like, I, yeah, sure, whatever. Then next thing you know, you got an extra thing of chips and guacamole. You're like, how, why the fuck do I have of chips and guac? I don't remember ordering chips and guac. I asked you, sir, and you said yes. I didn't understand what you said. You were talking too fast. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens. I've done that before. Come home and be like, my wife's like, why do we have this? Or, you know, why did they add this to the order? And be like, I have no idea. <laughs> because uh, I've, I've told you before, I have a hard time with accents. I can't understand them. I can repeat them, but I have a hard time understanding them. And that goes along with the whole, if you're talking too fast, I have no fucking clue what you're saying. No clue. No clue. And I'm just sitting there staring at you going, "I don't know what you just said." And my mind is slowly trying to piece together what little bit I did hear and go, uh, is is that the word they're trying to say? Okay, maybe it is the word, and then mix that with the other word. okay, maybe they're trying to say, "Oh, oh, oh, yes, I do want sour cream." <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, what? huh? We've already moved on, sir." Anyway. You know what you don't want to move on to too quickly? Jumping into those headlines! Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) Well, this is a bizarre story. Not too shocking. I gotta be honest. Not too shocking. Because it's the world we live in now. David Beerton I don't know if it's right. Honestly, I don't care if it's wrong because it's kind of a fucked up thing that he did. Well, him and his wife, as well as their children, decided to prank their friends and family and figure out how they really thought about them. Well, apparently this douchebag is an influencer. By the way, is that not a common thing with all my episodes lately? Is you always have one dumbass influencer making the headlines for being well a dumbass one of his children actually took to social media social media and actually wrote a tribute to david the father why would he write a tribute because david and his family decided let's pretend that david died and really just stretched it out so we can get the, get the vibe of how people really feel about him. This is what the, he had the daughter write. Now, they don't tell you how young the kids are, but it doesn't matter if they're under 18, you're, you're fucking with their brains, okay? Don't do this. Unacceptable. But this is what she wrote on social media. She said, rest in peace, daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. And then added, why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather. Apparently she's old enough to be banging. And then she said, and you still had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. We will never forget you. That's like, that's just twisted. So they're they're pretending that they're dead. Can't imagine doing this. Just beyond messed up. So right before the service, there's all these friends and families surrounded. Keep in mind, his kids and his wife are in on it. That's it. So right before the service, a helicopter flies in because it's an outdoor service. And all of a sudden, David gets out and he just starts surprising everyone. Ah, I'm alive! Ah!" (laughs) Oh my God. He faked his death to see how His wider family would react and said he felt underappreciated by all of them. He added, what I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated. He said, that's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. I get that. But there's probably a good reason that they don't want you around. You're probably a fucking dick. I don't know. Maybe somebody that would fake their death just to see if, you know, what people would do. Man, I get it. I get it. You're, you're, you don't, you feel like the victim. But instead of doing that, maybe you should look at yourself and realize David, if you're not getting invited to places by a good chunk of people, maybe it's not the other people's fault. Maybe you should look in the freaking mirror, David. My God. That being said, I'd kind of be curious to see what would happen if I fake my death and see what people would say. It'd probably be the only time I'd get any like true recognition for everything. Mike Evans would show up there from 104.3, the fan, be like, he, he, he served up all my jokes. <laughs> I'm just nothing without him. That's probably what would happen. No, it's just, it would, it would be really interesting. I get it. I get it. The, the curiosity of how people would react to you leaving this world. What would it be like? And how many people would show up to your funeral that you just fucking can't stand? That would be the other thing. Be like, he's an asshole. No, I never liked you. Why are you here? Type of thing. I get it. What he did is over the line, jacked up. You should never do that. And to bring his kid, the fact that he had kids involved and encouraged the kids to make social media posts. It's beyond scummy. Beyond scummy. I, I just... I, How furious would you be? Now, that being said, I know somebody that did something similar to this in a weird similar situation, I guess you could say. She lied about the ex-husband and said that he died of cancer because she didn't want him interacting with the His kids anymore Meanwhile he's alive and well Fucked up I don't understand it I don't understand people that would pretend That somebody's dead Even with this guy who Was only doing it For a short amount of time Still just jacked up There's a video of him Like hugging his mom His poor mother Dude you could give somebody a heart attack And actually kill them because they're going through so much stress, so much emotion that they they can't help it and then next thing you know their heart stops. Way to go, dickhead. Oh, but it but it got a lot of likes on social. <laughs> Fucking idiot, man. Have you ever heard of that? Would you ever do that? If you would do it, let me know and you and you try to justify it to me. Please to huffuncensored at gmail.com or at the Huff Podcast. I don't get it. I don't see the benefit in this. There is more harm to this than anything. Uh, what a dick. What a dick. Now, it, real quick, is that guy going to start getting invited to family barbecues now? Maybe a couple. Maybe a couple. But now, if anything, people are going... Yeah, that's exactly why we didn't invite him to anything. He's a self-centered prick. Guarantee you. Oh, my God. Hey, real quick uh, update on a story I did last week. Remember that Ecuadorian woman who woke up during her wake as her family was changing her, and getting her ready for the funeral, and she had mistakenly, after having a stroke, been pronounced dead but then she ended up being alive well after seven days of them discovering that she was alive she finally has passed away so update on that very sad news very traumatic for the entire family uh, and her of course as well so very sad but i just wanted to give you an update on that one We've kind of talked about this before, but it's just getting closer and closer and closer to being a reality. Virgin Galactic space plane. You can buy a ticket to go fly up into space, which is about a 90-minute trip. with about It's about 52 miles above Earth. And for about three minutes of that, uh, they can only have four passengers, by the way. Four passengers, two pilots. And for three minutes, you're going to feel weightlessness, which has got to be a very unique experience. I've, I've obviously never done it, never done it, unless it's in my dreams where I'm an astronaut and I can touch the moon. Anyway, so that's going to be, st- they're going to start doing those, those actual flights for people that can afford it. They're going to start between June 27th and June 30th. And they're going to be taken off from Spaceport America in New Mexico. Guess how much it is. It's $468,000 a ticket. Woo! Pocket change, motherfuckers. Yeah! (laughs) Oh, my God. Who has that kind of money? Oprah's going up there. Right. And uh, I don't think Jeff Bezos would go on that one. It would be kind of a conflict of interest. But anyway if this was affordable, would you go up there? I wouldn't. Now I would wait five years. And I've said that before, but I just don't think that this is a, I just would wait, let all the bugs get worked out. I just don't feel comfortable enough with, with this, but if you could afford it. And like I've always said, if, if all of a sudden Virgin Galactic comes up to me and they're like, Scott, we want you to be a part of this. We'll, you know, cover your cost. Be like, sure, why the fuck not? Why not? Because there's a good chance I'll never do this in my life. And one day it might be a very common thing to go up into space or at least 52 miles above Earth. But right now it's not very it's not common enough for one for me to even really wrap my mind around doing it and really hoping to do it. And obviously with a price tag $468,000, I mean, it's just not in my budget. Ah, just slightly out there. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just can't imagine justifying that to my wife. Be like, why are we a half a million dollars in the hole? Hold on real quick. It's for a good reason. Okay. Go. What? What is it? I'm going up to space. (laughs) I want to feel weightlessness for like three minutes. Yeah, it's a 90-minute trip. Oh, my God, that's so lame. So freaking lame. The only people that are going to do that are celebrities and rich assholes. So there you go. If you're one of them, good for you. Let me know how it goes. But anyway, hey, we got more coming up. But first, bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, Use promo code MILEHI to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So you can whether you win or lose, they're gonna match your first bet up to $250 as long as you use that promo code MILEHI. Simply visit superbook.com for terms and conditions, or you can download the SuperBook Colorado app in your app store and then enter that promo code MILEHI, and you're gonna get 250 bucks courtesy. Of Superbook Sports and if you got a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 I went to this place here in Denver and I didn't think it was that great expensive and more of a letdown than I you know whatever Meow Wolf the art place museum I guess it is over the top everything is somewhat interactive Anyway, they're going to start selling booze, which I think is a great idea because it kind of, you know, sets aside that it's not as great as people think it is. You might want you might be a uh, an art nerd and go in there and be like, oh, I love this. The expression on this one is fantastic, makes me think of modern day Italy versus uh, the fan. Than- I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say. I'm just trying to make up stuff so I sound smart but I'm not Mm, brick wall. (laughs) Anyway, they're going to, they're going to start selling booze there to kind of distract you from the lackluster presentation. I'm sorry. Not real thrilled on meow. Okay. Let's just be honest. That's my opinion. If you are mad about my opinion, you can eat a bag of dicks. Okay? That's okay. Just don't choke on that bread, okay? You know what I'm saying? Take your time. Nibble on those bag of dicks. Okay? <laughs> don't go... <laughs> uh, next thing you know, you're choking. Okay? Seen it a million times. So Meow Wolf describes the bar and lounge as meddling the super luxe ambiance of an executive travel lounge with the boldness of graffiti art, complete with mirrored walls, vintage furniture, neon signs, classical sculpture, and street art accents. Listen, I'll I'll be more appreciative of this whole situation if the drinks are reasonably priced. But you know it's going to be absurd. If anything that they do at Meow Wolf to enhance the experience is allow weed and and mushrooms to be taken there. Because they have a sign that says you can't take mushrooms while you're there the place is built for it if you're not high on mushrooms which i've never been or high off your ass with weed then it's just what's the point of going in there if you're high as fuck and you go in there i'm sure the experience would be fantastic so while they want to sell booze there i get it let's just be some groundbreakers here and just actually Instead of a a, a bar, a traditional alcoholic bar, set up a weed and mushroom bar. There you go. Million dollar idea. You're welcome, Meow Wolf. Fix your problem of nobody really going in there anymore. <laughs> I don't know if there anybody's going in there or not. I have no idea. I have no interest in going back. I'm being a dick towards Meow Wolf right now. I am. I am. Whereas... I'm sure most of you going out, uh, listening to this right now, they're like, what's the big deal? I like me. It's just my thing. I just don't, I I think it's a lot, very overhyped. But that's just me. I'm a dick. A man fell 4,000 feet to his death at the Grand Canyon Skywalk earlier last, I guess it would be last week. And as many as a dozen people died. I didn't know this. As As many as a dozen people die at the Grand Canyon each year, That's according to the government records. And it's considered the deadliest of America's national parks. I had no idea. But it makes sense. Have you been to the Grand Canyon? Because there's a lot of places that should have railings that don't have railings. And even when they do have railings, they should have better railings. It's very disappointing and scary. I don't want to take my children there ever. Until they upgrade the, the railing system. I went there with my wife before we had kids. And I stood so far back from the ledge, it was a joke. Because it just scared the crap out of me. That being said, I have a fear of heights. I do. And it's it's borderline crippling at times. And I remember my wife just thinks it's funny to walk along the edge. And I'm like, no, no, no. Not going to do it. Especially now when you see that it's the deadliest of America's national parks. Now I get it on the skywalk. They're not sure if the guy committed suicide or not, but they did tweet out. I believe skywalk or the grand Canyon Twitter account did tweet something out in regards to suicide prevention. So it kind of, you know, when you think about it, maybe that's what they're thinking happened, but the skywalk is a horseshoe shaped glass bridge that goes out about 70 feet from the canyon walls and gives visitors a view of the Colorado River, which, again, is about 4,000 feet below. At least six people have died and 56 more have gone missing over the last five years at Grand Canyon National Park. I don't ever want to go there again. <laughs> I just, when you see the numbers, it's like, God, holy frick. Now, they're saying that, what was it, uh, as many as a dozen people, all these numbers are based on a time period from 2018 to February of 2023. So, I don't know. I, I've never been on the Skywalk. I don't ever want to go on the Skywalk, especially now. It's just, I, I think if I went on there, I I, I say this, and I, I it sounds funny, but I'm very confident that, it would happen most likely. I would most likely urinate in my pants or have be so so scared from going over the skywalk, which, like I said, is a glass bridge, that I'd probably have uncontrollable diarrhea for at least a day from, from the fear. I know that sounds like a joke, but I'm pretty confident that would happen. Be like, where's dad? Well, he's in the bathroom still. He's been in there all day. Yeah, I know. He ate his lunch in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's, he's not a fan of heights. Well, we all know that now, Mom. Jeez. You know what we need to do right now? Let's jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> this comes in from Chris. Chris on Twitter. Row, how do you feel about the way we were told that the wheel was invented? And what's funny is, Chris, I hadn't—I've never even thought about it. I don't think I've ever heard how the wheel was allegedly invented. So I did it. I Googled it. You're welcome. The wheel, according to Google, was invented in the fourth millennium BC, so right around 5,000 years ago, what is now modern-day Iraq where the sumerian people inserted rotating axes, axles, excuse me, into solid disks of wood. They were originally used by potters to help shape clay. Later, wheels were fitted to carts, which made moving objects around much easier. Some early wheels were solid disks of wood cut from tree trunks. It was only in 2000 BC that the disks began to be hollowed out to make a lighter wheel. Fascinating. Uh, he says. How do you feel about the way we were told. How the wheel was vented. I don't fucking know dude. Dude I don't know. I believe everything I read on the internet. Okay. <laughs> it's a good story. They got me sold. They could have said like you know. Uh, aliens came down. And, and did it back in. If you sub- If you just change everything. Be like. The wheel was invented in uh, 4th millennium B.C., 5,000 years ago, by aliens from outer space, from Jupiter. Anyway, uh, they were originally used by potters, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) It does. Uh, You know, a lot of people don't know that, but it was invented by uh, uh, Jupiter's people. Yeah, no, I don't fucking know. Chris, Chris. I know you're expecting me to go controversial or somewhat silly, but what is being exposed here, Chris, is I'm a fucking moron and I don't know. <laughs> How would you like be, to be the person that invented the wheel and said, what if we put this on a cart and we can actually carry things and it'll be a lot easier? And you know there'd be, there'd be that one asshole to be like, no, that's stupid. Would you witch? Burn him. Anyway, that guy died. Then, like five years later, somebody else brings it up. And then they, then they, uh, is probably the guy that called the other guy a witch. And then, anyway, he gets all the credit for it. <laughs> it happens. Ah, uh, that's, that would be so bizarre back then to think about the, the, it's so basic now, a wheel and to move things. I just could only imagine back in the day. When you finally discover it, like they're saying, like tree trunks, be like, oh my God, this make, this makes it so much easier. So much easier. Imagine all the poon that guy got. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. I'm kidding. That's inappropriate. I know, but I said it. I said it. According to Data Central, a Chicago-based market research firm, millennials, which is ages 27 to 42 rank Mexican food as their favorite ethnic cuisine just over Italian food. Now, Gen Z, which is ages 8 to 23, they agree, and they got Chinese food in second and Italian in third. Do you agree with that? Because Baby Boomers and Gen X say Italian's number one. Have you ever really thought about what your favorite ethnic cuisine is? I would have to say Mexican food's my thing. I would say Mexican food, Chinese food, then Italian. And that's like no disrespect to Italian food. I love Italian food, but it's just a lot more accessible to me to get Mexican food than Chinese food. And then Italian food's, like I said, good, but it's, it's harder to come by good ones. And then also uh, it it's tends to be a little bit more expensive. So maybe this is because of me being cheap, but you can find really good, cheap Mexican food, and you can find really good, cheap Chinese food. So where do you stand on that? Let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com. Kind of an interesting thing. Never really thought about it until I saw that that, uh, story. So there you go. I love good Mexican food. Oh, God. Like I said, there's that one that's right up the street from me on 128th in Colorado. And it's on the east side, right by the United Chinese Restaurant. And it's this, I say hole in the wall, but it's like a small little family-owned Mexican place, and it's freaking outrageous. So good. So good. There's other places around here that are Mexican food. I just... That's the one for me, man, that I will always go there. And like, it's a treat when we go and eat there because everybody's like, oh, so good. Everybody always has the same look on their face of, oh, so satisfying to eat there. And every ingredient stands out. Oh, 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 look at me. I'm blushing when I'm talking about good Mexican food. I love it. Love it. Anyway, you know what you guys need to do before I forget is go check me out on Facebook uh, Facebook.com slash DeHuffPodcast or just search on Censored or De Huff Podcast, whatever's easier for you. And uh, do that. Make sure you follow the page. And there you go. It'll, it'll change your life. Same thing on Instagram as well. And just look for on Censored, and you'll find me there. So you'll see my logo. And uh, make sure you like it, follow it. And then as you go along, And see different videos Make sure you like them If you don't like them I will hunt you down And punch you right in the nuts (laughs) I'm kidding Or am I By the way uh, Make sure you stay tuned Later this week I'm going to be giving away some prizes So make sure you stay tuned to that That's going to be courtesy of the damn grill And I'll get some more information on that here shortly For the Possibly the next episode. So stay tuned. Make sure you listen to every single fucking word I say. You're welcome. Anyway, thanks <laughs> thanks so much for supporting the podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you. I said that weird because I uh, uh, I was reading as I was talking. Anyway, thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And if you can, share it with your friends. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Don't forget to use that promo code, MILEHIGH, and you're going to get matched up to 250 bucks, which is pretty cool. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.